Hey, welcome to Defy the Norm podcast. Today, I am sitting down with Rita Parks. If you follow her on Instagram, it's Adventures of a Mom of 12. Yes, that's why I'm in interviewing her, Mom of 12. I feel like I have my hands full uh, with five, and I know it's pretty weird these days to even have five kids. So I really wanted to um, pick her brain and like see what it's like to have a bigger family than ours, not even just double, more than that. And, you know, one of uh, our favorite movies when the kids were younger was Cheaper by the Dozen. So I kind of wanted to see if it was truly like they they portray it in the movies with 12 kids and um, just kind of get some advice and wisdom from what it's been like. Most of her kids are uh, grown now, not all of them, but most, but a lot of them are and seeing how, how that transition is to go from um, feeling like you're totally in the grind to letting your kids go off on their own and seeing them flourish. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. Awesome. Thanks for joining me today, you guys. So today I have Rita Parks, and I'm so excited to interview her because I'm looking for so much inspiration. Uh, I thought I was brave by having five kids, but Rita, you put me to shame with all, you have 12 amazing children, and I can't wait to hear about, you know, they're a little bit, um, older than, well, some of them are a little bit older than my kids and just uh, the whole transition from being a mom with kids that are in diapers and toddlers and grade school to like actually having adults that eventually leave the nest and then come back and then leave and come back. So I'm excited to, uh, to, to hear about your story. So thank you for joining me, Rita. Thank you for having me. It's fun to be here. <laughs> yes. And so uh, it's um, been, I'm sure, a journey. Uh, that has had a lot of ups and downs, but uh, just share with us like the age range of your kids and, you know, how many still live at home or some that have gone off on their own now. Yeah. So we, we have 12 kids. Um, we have eight boys, four girls and one grandson. Um, we currently have four that are still in school. Um, <laughs> I know when we've talked before, I've told you that we have some that have left and are now back. They had a, um, their lease had run up. So now we have four of our adult kids back temporarily, um, which is kind of fun in a way. Yeah, so, I bet. Since I know it's temporary. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's not too much pressure on you. You get to enjoy them. And it's almost like you get not a do-over, but like a quick redo to probably, um, I don't know. For me, I know I'd feel like, oh, I just want to like squeeze you and like appreciate you even more because you, you know what it feels like to not see them every day and then to get to see them every day it's probably brings you a lot of joy yeah it's really fun just being able to connect with them a little bit more often as you know they're adults and I'm not necessarily in charge of them anymore right so it's definitely a different aspect yeah it's really fun that's so great. And so the four younger ones, I didn't get to ask you this uh, when we talked before, but did the four younger ones, are you homeschooling them or some of them in school now? Um, this year was our first year of full homeschooling. 
we have homeschooled some off and on, but this was our first year of having everyone homeschooling for the entire year. And it was really great. Now, are you, um, are full, like, when they homeschool, are you giving them full curriculum or are you kind of, I know for me with my fourth and fifth, I'm a little bit more lax in what they have to do. Not that that's the right way, but do you guys kind of, are you pretty strict with them or is it more of unschooling? Yeah. The, well, the first time that we homeschooled years back, um, we definitely tried to copy the classroom and that was so stressful, so hard, so I did not like it. I did not like homeschooling. So I've learned. <laughs> and I, the, I think that's what's great about homeschooling is the grow, growing even as a parent, realizing that the reason you're leaving the school is be, for some of the reasons why you shouldn't copy the schoolroom. Yes. So, yeah, we're definitely, um, we're not like super structured. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny how much, I feel like I try to tell people that the first time when they ask me about homeschooling and curriculum, I always feel like, wait, 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 it's not about the curriculum. Like, don't bring the school into your house. And it takes you being really confident and brave. And I can imagine after eight kids that you've already seen go through education system, that you realize that it's not what the school system's trying to teach isn't always their, their best method for success as individuals. Yeah, I think that um, if I really loved what the school was doing, they would be in school. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Okay, so I, I um, kind of obsess over personality types. And without, without even necessarily knowing what, what one is, like for Enneagram or Myers-Briggs, has that been like a really huge um, eye-opener in like raising 12 kids exactly the same and yet be, them being totally different wire differently like in yes yeah it's um I, that's what I always find really fascinating about having 12 kids is they're raised in the same house same parents and they're all their own individuals um it's pretty pretty kind of fascinating to watch when you see it's like well this worked for that kid why doesn't it work for this kid and in the beginning it would think it was probably pretty frustrating because you think you figure it out, and then the next kid, it's like, that don't work. <laughs> right. You see people do uh, memes and stuff for like, oh, how I am with my first kid, and then how I am with my second. And I know, like I said, I know by my fourth and the fifth how much I changed. Do you like ever reflect on yourself and how much you've changed from one to six to eight to 12? Yeah, definitely. But I think that's even just growth as us as people. You know, you go into parenting maybe thinking you know it all. <laughs> and it's pretty humbling when you realize you actually don't know anything. <laughs> right? Uh, Victor and I are doing this, um, a, uh, a live event for like health and energy masterclass. And I, I keep trying to run through the workshop in my head and I, I keep trying to think, how can I compassionately say, whatever you know for health is not the truth. Like if you, if it was, it would be working. Or if it was like, I try to find this way because yes, myself included, like I thought I had parenting down. It was going to be this way. In fact, for homeschooling, I was really, really strict with my first two kids. I kind of got overwhelmed with the third and just like, and then her personality was so different. And then the fourth and the fifth, I'm like, I never would have thought I'd be an unschooler per se. And I've just, swung the other end of the spectrum and 
it's just a good insight to be like, never say never. You just don't know until you try or you're in the mix. Right. That's true. <laughs> and um, now is your husband um, very similar to you or is it true opposites attract as far as like when you guys for raising your kids or even for your interaction together? No, I would say we're definitely probably more opposites. I'm more of the on the go um, people person. He's more of the quiet. He, once you get to know him, he's not quiet. But um, a, a lot of people call would say he's quiet. <laughs> and you're the so, outgoing one, which is great because I never would have discovered you if you weren't outgoing and found us on Instagram. And it's amazing how much, even though I seem extroverted, I'm actually extremely um, introverted. It takes a lot to get me out of my head pretty much. And so the more and more I started doing this and getting, I just realized there's so many amazing people out there that I have thought, oh, I got to step out of my shyness and, and start connecting people. And especially right now, you know, it feels like sometimes we feel so isolated and alone. And even if we have different views, we're all kind of the same. We all want, you know, right. Whether you have one kid, five kids, 12 kids, you kind of want the same thing for your family. Yeah, that's true. And I did find that interesting when I was listening to your interview with Shannon, um, when you were saying that you're actually an introvert because you do not appear as an introvert. Um, you're very highly energetic and, and uh, on the move. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm definitely drawn to your guys' page. And it's, um, yeah, really fun yeah. and inspiring. Yeah, I guess introvert's kind of a weird word in that I mean, I'm super energetic and very driven. But I need a lot of um, a lot of downtime to regroup. So I can't bounce from too many social things. Um, yeah, as much as like, I love people, but it drains me a lot afterwards. Uh, we're going to do yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, retreats this summer, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do that because it would be really hard for me to be like. 24 seven or whatever, half the day, even um, guiding people and leading stuff. And so I'm, I'm really good in like one, two hour chunks and then yeah, I'll, I'll be done. <laughs> so, um, so I'm really curious. I want words of wisdom from you because I'm really, it does seem like I'm extroverted. I'm really loud and I'm very assertive in the things that I'm passionate about. But at the same time, I totally know that I don't know it all and that I, I look to, I'm constantly questioning myself every day like okay I believe this today but tomorrow I might believe something totally different so do you have any words of wisdom for me or for our listeners like what are the things that really like you're so passionate about about a big family or homeschooling any of it um that was a well, big question I, I, know. <laughs> I got excited <laughs> and I definitely I'm not no expert and I've um Probably some of the, maybe I'll start with maybe some of the benefits of a big family, um, because I think society probably looks at big families as a thing of the past, um, not necessarily the, the cool thing. <laughs> I don't know if that's... I know but, what you're saying. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so one of the, um, probably one of the biggest... Um, benefits I see is obviously they always have somebody there with them um, whether they want to go outside and play a game or play play a game at the table or whatever 
there's always someone around. But also, um, I know when we've talked before, we've kind of talked about the kids learning to share. And I think that's huge. Um, with a big family, obviously, they get to share bedrooms, they get to share responsibilities. You know, they don't always get what they want. And I think it really helps for them to learn that the world doesn't revolve around them. Um, not that maybe, maybe the world revolves around them in Maya, <laughs> but, but no, so I think it really helps them then when they become an adult and go out into the world, they're not expecting to have everything handed to them. They know that they've got to do hard work to succeed in life. And I mean, yeah, I could get on my soapbox on that because that's a huge thing that I feel like is missing right now. Not that people who have small families aren't instilling that. It could be just um, the sign of the times when I um, was, I had to drive a couple hours today and I was listening to Jordan Peterson on a podcast and they were just talking about how much, um, you know, a lot of the people out there, a lot of pointing fingers haven't had that life lesson to know like you might not be right about everything like there's judgment and so it's okay there's this line at least I feel like with my kids where I want them to maybe judge themselves am I am I contributing here am I showing up as my best self am I trying am I am I being compassionate or giving but also like hey I don't know like teach like maybe there's a different way and sometimes having those different personalities maybe in a big family besides the numbers but maybe the difference in personalities you learn to cope with different opinions yeah yeah i, I would agree with that yeah. i had a train of thought and now now it went away i know i talk too much i really it's a blessing and a curse sometimes <laughs> my husband will like you just went three different thoughts. I'm still on the first thought. Hold on. And I go, okay, okay. I'll, I'll just work on slowing down. Um, yeah, it's, it's so, been, well, yeah, I it. go ahead. Yeah, I, I guess what I was going to say is um, there's a lot of talk about how the millennials nowadays are so stuck on themselves and what's wrong with this generation. And I don't feel like it's the kid's fault. I feel like it's, the way the kids are raised. They've been raised to be entitled to everything. So that's all they know. Yes, who is it? Uh, Simon, I might say his last name wrong. Sinex, I think, S-I-N-E-K. I don't, I, I guess I'm, sometimes I'm late to the party. I bet you feel the same way because we're busy with so many kids and doing stuff that I don't usually know what's popular or anything, but in the last, I, I like discovered YouTube just recently and I make a big joke about it because I've had a YouTube channel for years now, but I've never been a consumer of YouTube and something triggered where in the last couple of months, I'll actually watch a lot of YouTube videos and my kids laugh because I'll be, I'll like hold up my phone and go, you guys, you know, there's this thing called YouTube and there's like videos on it. And I get a little bit, I guess it's the state of the world. I love economics. So I end up watching a lot of economic videos and then it starts ending up crossing over with some mindset and motivation things. Anyways, I came across Simon and I think he has 3 million followers, but he does talk about that a lot. Like it's not, he talks about it from a business standpoint of leadership, like, hey, we as business owners, when we have these uh, millennials come in to work for us, we need to, we need to nurture that. They didn't, it's not their fault. They didn't get that teaching for whatever reason. Um, 
I don't know. I sometimes think it's hard because I'm not a, um, I don't know. I, I can't put myself in a label, but I do find, I, I like to work, but at the same time, I feel like it was really valuable to be home with my kids as much as possible. And then that's like maybe anti-feminist movement. I don't know what label you want to put on it, but it's, <laughs> it's hard, right? You know, your kids, they, you know, and so in that generation, we had two parents working so much that maybe, yeah. Which actually is a yeah, good question. I, I, Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think that is a huge part of it is just the fact that there are a lot of households that have the two parents working and they're doing the best they can. And yeah. Obviously, I'm not very tacky because my earbuds keep <laughs> No. <laughs> I just bought these big because I said I watched so much YouTube and I don't want to listen in with the kids so I bought these big headphones lately because I, like, <laughs> I needed to be able to walk around with them um, I know yeah. that's what I wear but I don't, mine don't have a mic on it so I wear it more <laughs> <laughs> no, they're hard to keep in um, yeah it's, it's um, I, I think it'll I don't know little things like like just this like breathe people seeing connection more and more and maybe maybe it'll change I'd like to I like to think that it will and that um or do you feel like your kids feel um are any of them in the corporate field or in like corporate workspace or um no they're they're basically all in the trades okay so yeah that's awesome I guess I mean, <laughs> yeah I guess they're they learn the hard work and I guess they're okay with them hard manual work and that's right and then get, do they get to kind of set their own hours set their like is it a little bit more entrepreneurial too where it's like if you work more you make more and you you hustle if you want um, to. yeah well I think a lot of it is you know probably more so the seasonal so obviously it, it, it seems like in the summer they're all like gone to work all the time you know, and then in the winter, the, the hours are a little bit slower. So you had some working in Utah, right? Was yeah. Yep. I've had, I've had, um, I think three of them have gone out there for the winters to work at Park City Ski Resort. Okay. So that's okay. been kind of fun because then we've actually made quite a few trips out to Utah because of that. So that's awesome. I remember that. I was like, yeah, it was, um, that's a good, uh, that's a good little side hustle for them to do. It gets them into nature, gets them getting to do their sports. Um, you know, that could be definitely a benefit that we see after post-COVID, just maybe more balance in people's lives, you know, instead of that workaholic mentality. Yeah. Yeah, I know even for us, even though um, we've always enjoyed getting out on hikes and stuff, but during COVID, when we were, you're supposed to social distance and whatever, um, we definitely were out on even more hikes than than normal, right? In Minnesota, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, gosh, is it is it finally warming up there? Yeah, yeah, it's it feels like summer now. We're oh, in does the 80s. it? Oh, yeah. I'm jealous. It's not quite there yet. We'll have like a couple because we're in northern Montana, just like an hour from Glacier. At least right now we are. Yeah, and. Oh, it's torture. Like I, I'm just not, I actually got outside today for a really short run because I've, I noticed my mood was getting depressed from just being indoors for two days, but I'm a bit, it's still like 50 and rainy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just so ready for it to be done. Yeah. Well, we're at a funny time of year in Minnesota. Thursday's supposed to be in the forties. So 
Oh, okay. So it's not complete. You're not totally in the clear. It's, and you yeah. know, I'm from San Diego and like, we don't know what weather is in San Diego. They, you, yeah. You know, it's pretty much yeah. when you were there, 365 Sun, days. Yeah, sunny and 80. <laughs> it's so funny the difference and how much I really appreciate it though, but it's, it's a different muscle that I'm learning to flex and, you know, like working through it. But uh, then you have so much space, like where we are, it looks like Ireland. It's so green right now. So it's um, that, it's the anti-millennial idea to like appreciate. You have to earn it. You have to earn the run. If you can tolerate two days inside, then you're going to appreciate your run so much more. So yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I don't think we're as cold as Minnesota. Like we're not shoveling snow here. It's just kind of cold and gloomy most of the yeah. Yeah, and we get some, you know, obviously in the winter we get the negative 20 oh, and yeah, that's, whatever. <laughs> that's intense. That's hard. Okay, so let's go the flip side. You told me the benefits of it. What do you think the hardest part is? Or like the or maybe some lows of having a big family? Um well obviously probably when all 12 kids were home, it was dizzy. Some days all you did was like change diapers and <laughs> clean up messes and just make sure everyone was still alive by the end of the day yeah did you some days literally get in bed and like okay I think I counted 12 pulses before I went to bed <laughs> I think we're good for one more day I can't imagine yeah it's actually kind of funny because um I literally used to go and peek in on every single kid well before I would go to bed and make sure I don't know when it quit. At some point it quit. And I'm kind of wondering why I ever quit it. <laughs> yeah, I bet too. Like, I, it's weird how those things pass and you don't recognize until you're way past the day. Oh, wait, I used to do that. And now I don't do that. When did that yeah. happen? Aww. Yeah. And um, so who, let's, uh, they, they may or may not listen. Who was your easiest child? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm not going to name names, <laughs> but I did have one boy that was so easy. He was just so good. He was, and he moved out like right after he graduated and um, he backed out of the driveway and I went, oh, did I teach him anything? <laughs> I actually got a little bit scared because he was that good that I felt like I didn't have enough teachable moments with him. Uh, so it was kind of a eye opener that even though some of the kids that maybe are a little bit harder, you get a lot more moments with them having visits and conversations. Oh yeah. Okay. I can see that for sure. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I feel like really lucky that I've managed to keep, um, my oldest two here even though i know like deep down they want to kind of explore but at the same time i go ah oh, am i making it is it because they like me so much or am i just making their life too soft and there's like this balance constantly for me in my head like am i pushing enough or am i you know i don't want to have any regrets i'm super that's why we traveled and lived in rv i'm just very much like i can't i don't want regrets i want to make sure i tried but he's still here and i i told you before like we we left a couple of weeks ago and he stayed back to take care of the chickens. And that was the first time just to be apart for two weeks for, I mean, he's 21, almost 22 now. And it was a, yeah, I don't know. It, 
that like it's weird it's like this hole in your heart for a second or that like you said a gasp like what if what if what if and you don't you know I don't know it's it's interesting <laughs> yeah I think I think it's probably pretty normal for all moms to be a little hard on themselves like are we teaching them enough are we coddling them too much are we you know I think that's just normal because obviously we want what's best for our kids right do you guys live on uh, like where you homestead raise animals or anything like that no no okay I wasn't sure if um I would say that's that's putting in the box like big family you must have chickens and stuff for all the eggs <laughs> um the uh because that's a whole nother I thought oh we're gonna come to this house and we're gonna have land and we're gonna raise animals and it's gonna be so amazing and mm, I do not like raising animals I would raise raise people before animals any day the animals <laughs> so much work and now on Thursday we have to go and like slaughter all the chickens and that's gonna be all I have to definitely put it on Instagram because this is gonna be intense to me yeah <laughs> and talk about yeah, life I grew up on a oh you did yeah, I grew up on a farm so I totally know the farm life and you know so to me it's actually a little bit funny that my kids um have to go somewhere else to see farm life yeah that was what I knew <laughs> Oh yeah, I've I've asked my oldest son many times because um, the problem with raising chickens up here is, I mean, this is just when they come in, so you have to start raising them beginning of April. But it pretty much rains and is cold for the last two months of raising them, and so every day he's going out there and like making sure the heat lamps are on, and he's like has to pick them up and put them in their hen house. It you wouldn't think like you'd have to nurture chickens so much, but he's nurtured them and I think are you gonna be okay when you have to kill them because you're kind of attached to them now right yeah <laughs> I'm not one to be proponent of veganism but I don't know we're gonna I'm gonna have a hard time with this one <laughs> yeah it is a little bit different when when you've raised them but I think as long as you kind of have that mentality that that was their purpose was I don't know <laughs> yeah Absolutely. Yes, it's true. You have to like put a layer of logic in there. So did you and your husband when you met said like, okay, we're going to have 12 kids? Or could he just not keep his hands off you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, um, we definitely, it's, we believe that kids are gifts from God. Yeah. So we knew we'd end up, or we assumed, I should say, we'd end up with a big family. Um, yeah, we just accepted kids as they were given. So we have 12 kids. What's the closest age between two kids? Um, 12 months and 10 days. Wow. That was probably a very hard year. Well, actually, it was my very first two. So it was. Uh, oh, so you were not numbered at least at that point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I didn't know any better and it was fun. And <laughs> That's true. That's pretty exciting. Uh, Danny and Gabby, my oldest two, are 18 months apart. Ew, that was easy. I mean, it's not quite as close, but yeah, they were easy. Even the next one, I had some gaps. It was actually only the fourth and fifth. So I had a year and a half, three years, four years, and then two years. So the other three and four years apart, easy. Walk in the, I, I can't, I found you. I'm impressed. <laughs> How you can, but I, I get it. Like you just do it, right? You just, when people have yeah. it, you just do it. Yeah. You just get up and do it. And obviously, like I said before, 
some days are pretty hard, but obviously the good outweighs the hard. Can, you know. Do people ask you this? You've seen Cheaper by the Dozen? The yep. Movie? Yes. Okay. Well, How we've listened. We've listened to the book. Okay. Close. Does it see it? Like, does it? Do you listen oh. to the book and think, "Oh, this could be my life." Oh, we roared our heads off at it. <laughs> it's been quite a few years since we li we have listened to it, but I just remember us roaring our heads off at it. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's really great. Ours is. Have you seen the movie uh, Captain Fantastic? No. Okay. Yeah, that's the one that I go like. I think this is what people envision us. He he's a little more extreme than myself, but anyway, and we don't hunt our own food yet i guess hopefully we don't have to um yeah that's interesting um gosh i know i had a couple more questions for you well while i think of them is there uh, anything you'd like to add that advice um, stories you can just tell me stories crazy stories I'm the worst good, i'm not a very good storyteller but um, I was just kind of, I know earlier you had uh, kind of mentioned that how um, how this current world situation has, you know, affected us and whatever. And I was kind of thinking on that with all the COVID and the pandemic and the crazy election year and, and stuff. Um, it's been quite a year. Right. <laughs> very difficult. And um I would say, you know, especially in Minnesota, you know, we had the mask mandate since last July, um, just recently was lifted. For a while there, we weren't able to gather at church. You know, we just had, we had a lot of stuff that felt like it would just never end. Um, and I think it was, in some ways, <laughs> in some ways it was nice because obviously we connected a lot more like just with family and did a lot of hiking like I said before and in other ways it was it felt like you were more isolated and you had to like you didn't have the support like you normally have yeah um but I think at one point I just came to realize that everyone is trying their hardest whether you're for the mask mandate whether you're against it whether you're Whatever it is, everyone's doing the best with the knowledge that they have. And once I kind of came to that realization that everyone's just trying their best, I think it was able, I was able to then just relax a little more and not worry so much what other people thought about me and just try to realize that we're all in this together, whether we are totally opposite on our viewpoint. Yeah. And you know, that's, pretty much like um, really good parenting advice too with a big family is like you're raising, you probably don't even realize, or maybe you do that <clears throat> you're raising your kids with that mentality of like, Hey, you guys have different personalities. You want different things. You want pizza for dinner. You want spaghetti. You want, we're all in this together and we just have to kind of respect and know that like we can't go it alone. And yeah, it's for me, the big one was, um, you know, I talk about the chakras a lot and it was a lot like going into crown chakra of trusting that things are going to work out. Not even, I mean, yes, from a spirituality standpoint, but also like to trust in each other. I used to, I would feel so much because I tend to be so controlling 
that, oh, if you feel this way, you're going to bring me down with you. And I would catch this, this fear mindset of like, that, that I didn't recognize this. No, 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 I'm an individual. It's not going to affect me, but I can also like enter in a space of like, hey, let's humanity. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point there. It, 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 I made it sound really good. It's a constant every day. I have to remind myself, how can I be the best as an individual and show up for humanity and believe in them? Even yeah. though like, it's very easy to like open my phone or something and be like, Oh my gosh, this is happening. Can you believe like, it, this is good. This is going to lead to this and that and that, and do you guys not know? And I, I, yeah, I have to stop it really quick and be like, no, trust in something bigger than yourself. It's, you know, we're yeah, here. No, I agree with that because I even, I even actually went off of Instagram for two months. I deleted, well, that's basically the only social media I'm on, but I even deleted like my group me's and just like, I was like getting so worked up with everything that was going on in the world and forgetting that we need to just do our part and that's all we can do. We can't change the whole world, but we can change what we're doing. And we can essentially trust that it's going to be okay. Um, and it was huge. It was huge for me to get off of Instagram and just be like, I can't even go on there because it was bringing me down. It was making me so worried, so scared. So, and maybe even more so, so scared that these kids were being raised yeah. into this, what was seeming like a pretty evil world. But when you stop and think about it, the, there is evil in the world, but the world is not so all evil. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's funny because you went off about the same time I did. And did you get this feeling when you went back on like, oh, I'm so glad these people, like certain people are there. You know, there's always like some things that show up in your feed that's like, uh, uh, honestly, I just cleaned out my feed for the most part. It's like, I don't really see the negative stuff very much. And I, I just remember going back on and being, oh, it's really nice to connect because I don't connect anywhere else for really. There's, yeah. There's nowhere else. Yeah, and the other thing that was really surprising to me when I came back on is, and I actually had a lot of maybe guilty feelings about it, is I know there were certain people who I inspired to get off of social media, and they were gone. And I was like, oh, like, am I even supposed to be back on here? Because the mom guilt. actually was feeling guilty, yeah. I have the same thing happened. I totally relate. I'm like, oh, do I feel like a trade or a sellout? But like we said earlier, what we believe one day, we can believe totally different the next day. And for me, it was a matter of that I, that I was like, well, they're winning. Like whatever evil force they is, they're winning by keeping me off because now I'm more isolated. And, and I, it was just for me a shift in like, I, I needed to know that especially because I physically ended up so isolated here in Montana in this house. Like we have no neighbors. I rarely was going anywhere. So I was like, I need to know that there's other people out there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And my girls are so, um, there's, they're both have their own platform that they're, they're trying to be influencers or leaders and like the flow states and mindfulness and without Instagram, it was, it was kind of like, how do I have a voice? So it was, yeah. it was important to like, all right, this is, this is enough. We'll try and track me if you want Instagram. 
my, my phone starts telling me to put on a mask. <laughs> oh, well. Right. Uh, we just can't go there. Uh, well, Rita, I really appreciate us getting to connect and talk. And I think, um, I think a lot of people can uh, empathize with uh, or relate to what it's like, whether you have a big family or a small family that, you know, it's hard no matter what, and you just keep moving through the day, trying your best, you know, and, and that yeah, would feel I, like you're drowning. There's probably someone out there that's, that's drowning too, and would like totally help you out. Sometimes you just have to ask. Yeah, that's so true. And, and um, obviously we were kind of focusing on big family, but like you said there, whether you have a big family or small family, everyone is just trying their best. And, and um, yeah, and for me, there was definitely times I needed to reach out and say, hey, I need help over here. Someone help me. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. And uh, if anybody wants to follow you on Instagram, it's very inspirational too. It's Adventures of a Mom of 12. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much.